it's time to meet up and catch up at the Weekend Water Cooler. Now, here's your host, Gene Bolduck. Okay, welcome, welcome to the Weekend Water Cooler. I'm Gene Bolduck, your host, and I'm joined tonight just barely by Penny Rich. <laughs> Penny, Penny had a, a rough night with a helicopter flying yeah, overhead that woke her up in the middle of the night. How awful. It did. Well, you know, I, I understand. I, I, well, it was probably the UNC helicopter or something like that, an ambu- yeah. ambulatory helicopter. So I, I don't, uh, I'm not going to complain. But it, it makes me nervous every time you hear that helicopter. You know, there know, was, right. The, right, well, there was a bad car crash somewhere, right? Because right. that's I mean, why they're, you know, they're whenever, because we get, we get, uh, we'll get a helicopter flying over us once in a while, not as yeah. often as it used to happen, but, um, but once in a while. And I, and that's the first thing I always think of, you know, it's disruptive to me, but yeah. somebody's having a much worse day than I am. Much so. worse day. Pleasure. Yeah. Happy landings. Yeah. Three o'clock in the morning, but I couldn't go back to sleep. So, you know, I got up and read, did a little exercise, you know, do what, what you do at three o'clock in the morning and went to work. So, you know, it, it all turned out okay. But you know what were happens? You, were then? you there waiting for everybody when they came in? I was, I was tapping my foot on the floor. Like, what, is that? what, what, what are you all doing? Um, but no, it, um, the courthouse is wonderful when you're in it by yourself. It's just a, it's a beautiful building. Um, yeah. so it, it really is quite, uh, I know you've been up there a few times. It's really quite wonderful to be there by yourself. I watered the plants and, you know, did, did, did my thing. I know. Um, yeah, but you, it, you it, did those it, things yeah. that you're going to get around to at some point, at but... some point. Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't want to pick it up. Like I said, I, I, it was probably a bad crash or something. Someone had to be hella back in. So I will, um, I'll do, well, you know, as long as I can get into bed pretty early tonight, I'll be happy. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's good. I can think oh, of many reasons oh. to be up in the middle of the night and <laughs> um, almost all of them are much worse than that. So I'm, yeah. glad, I'm glad it wasn't one of my uh, imagination list. Well, listen, you know, uh, boy, if you had told me a week ago that Alabama would be getting a new football coach. Oh, I know. I Penny, you woke up in the middle of the night with that crazy dream again. Yeah. Um, wow. But, you know, Nick Saban is retiring and bye bye Bill Belichick from the Patriots and Carroll from the Seahawks. Seahawks. Yeah. All, all in one week. All in one week. Yeah. I mean, well, Belichick was on uh, was on shaky ground anyway. Right. He was not uh, performing well. You know, well and, uh, yeah. But, you know, I, I have to tell you, I have to tell you, even though I look at the Patriots season and I think, geez. The Patriots and the Carolina Panthers, oh, tough to say, <laughs> had the worst season. But but the fact is, Bill Belichick, who are you going to get who's better? Well, that's, that's yeah, you got a lot of these up and coming young coaches, though, that are doing really well. So I, I, I I'm going to I'm going to argue that fact. I think I think there are people out there that uh you know the nfl now alabama is another question i don't know who they're gonna name for alabama but um, i don't know that's gonna be a rough one um because what is he there for 14 years and brought him to like i think seven championships it's that's gonna be a rough one for them Um, but you know but think about the Tar Heels losing you know dean smith and then and then uh yeah you know roy i mean there's there's the next person you know there was there there was some time in there there was uh uh his second in command uh oh god what was his what was his name i want to say bill that's something wasn't it um Um, well uh but bill his second guy bill took over for the next year and then uh matt doherty came Matt Doherty, that was right matt doherty came in after only a year at notre dame 
and he had a good year at Notre Dame. And of course he was, he was a Carolina player and a very, very good one. But the fact is uh, he wasn't a good, he wasn't a good match for Carolina. He, no. he did not, he did not sink with, uh, well, sink is an unfortunate wordplay, but unfortunate word, uh, right. he didn't match up well with the Carolina culture of right. how to run the program. And, um, you know, I think he would say that too. It just, it just seemed like it would work because it works so well for him as a player and so familiar with the, with the program, but it, you know, it just, it was pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah. No. And he liked to run a sprinkler system during a drought, which really made Owasa feel really. Yeah. I So uh, I guess Alabama opened the portal. I guess the students uh, at Alabama, if they want out, they can get out. Yeah, look at that. Gosh, that's they, that's might have, a, they might have a couple of tough years. Not only a new coach, well, but a couple of tough years. I wonder if Deion Sanders is going to end up going somewhere. Well, you know, I was thinking about that. Or, um, you know, there's a couple of players now that are looking to uh, move around. It would be interesting to see what happens. I, I don't know that Deion Sanders is that great of a coach. I think there was a lot of hype there. I think he's he's a, a young coach, right? He's a marketer. Maybe, He's yeah, a marketer. With, he's sure. a marketer. Well, yeah, and within time, he may be a great coach. We we don't know. He might. He might very well be. He's yeah, we just don't know. Person. Yeah, he's uh. That's what we would. That's what we. That's the uh, nice spin we put on it. He's a confident <laughs> person. He had a great start to the season. Mm -hmm. His team clearly performed better than anybody thought they would after last season, which was disastrous. Right. Um. You know, he obviously. He got something going. He got the players believing in what they. Uh -oh. I knew you were going to say believe. Oh no, you know, no, no! I mean, <laughs> I mean, forgive the Ted Lasso reference, but yeah. that works for a reason. There's yes. a real well, psychology about winning and teams and and how they are together. And of course, the fans literally bought in. I mean, they, they bought all this merchandise. Oh yeah, they, they just revitalized the program. So you can't. You can't ignore that. That isn't nothing. You know, when you that's put right. when you put warm bodies in seats in a stadium, that really matters. Well, that's what they that want, right? Diversity that's and always the goal. So yeah. I think it's exciting to watch. I'll watch him. I'll, yeah. Wherever he is next year, I'll watch him. I'm a big he, Alabama I fan hope though. He stays at Colorado for yeah. you know, another I'm year or two anyway. Are you a Bama fan? I'm 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 not really an Alabama fan. Alabama? No. Yeah, no, 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 no. No. I mean, yeah. I have to say. I, you know, objectively, oh my God, that last call, uh, it is stunning to me. You'd end your college coaching career on that boneheaded call after Horrible. multiple timeouts and an hour and a half to think about it. And Let's you run just the take a guy and run it up the middle. What I was mean, that? Dude, yeah. you're kidding me, right? Yeah, I think he was kidding. I think he was. I really well. expected a quarterback to fall back uh, two or three lateral passes and then Something. into the end zone. And it would be very think of think of the excitement of that. Oh, I wish they had done that. I wish they'd run a trick play or something after yeah. all the all the time to think about it. I mean, you know, I went out and got a pizza, came back then played yet. It was, uh, it was a very long delay before they, you know, between the second to last play and the last play. Yeah. And it was, that, that is one of the most anticlimactic 
wins I think I ever well, saw. Well, I mean, the Michigan Husky game was kind of boring too. I mean, Michigan was, oh, I that, did not expect yeah. Michigan running all of them. I didn't expect that. I, I thought there would be I at least a little bit more. I did not think Michigan would, would absolutely crush them like that, but they uh, not sure at all. did. They sure did. And, yeah. and in that game, Harbaugh, the coach, may very well take home his trophy and then be told to pack up his office and goodbye because, <laughs> you know, these multiple cheating violations and lying yeah. about it. And I mean, how do you, if, if you love your university, yeah, you know, hey, note to Mac Brown, don't ever do that, man. I'll turn on you in a hot second if you're, oh, if you're yeah. cheating. I can't. You no, know, there's I no reason have for any, it. Uh, tolerance for it anymore, no. or I never did. No, there's no reason for that. And you know, the cheating and Belichick was cheating too. Come on, I mean, this well, is years you ago. Know. Well, you know, wait a minute, though. No. Uh, come on, We're talking come about on. deflate gate about them deflating yeah, the balls. I think and... Belichick did a lot of. I I don't know, I don't know the the stealing the signals things. I don't know how that happens, that but just, it, that baffles uh, me. How. About I don't know how... stealing the signals and didn't we talk about on this television? Week? I know millions of people are watching, but if one of them happens to be um on yeah, your no, on crazy. your staff and they're paying attention to hey, you know, when he when he right. grabs his ear like Carol Burnett, then they're then they're gonna run the in ball. trouble. Yeah. You know, look, if you figured that out, good for you. I don't I don't understand why that's cheating. I'm I'm still yeah. flummoxed by it. And, well, and you know, Art Chansky's probably going to write a whole column about okay. how dumb I am about football. <laughs> but, um, but you know, the fact is, it's very, it's very hard for me to look at these guys. Although, well, I guess you could look at Michigan and say this and say, okay, they did that, and what's the big advantage that they got? Are you saying that that's why they won all their games this season? Because yeah. they figured out that if he pulls his ear like Carol Burnett, they're going to run the ball. Really? Seriously? No, that's, that's all a, there is to it. No, there's not. They were good. They were great players also. I mean, so fast too. Oh my goodness. When oh, they got the ball, oh, they were man. just flying down the field. And you know, amazing. when they played Alabama, I have to say, well, when Michigan played Alabama and to me, that was like watching college players play a pro team. They mm -hmm. just looked, Michigan looked so much bigger and stronger and yeah. and, and that's lost why they went. no speed and go, like bigger, they were stronger. taking these guys and just take them by the shoulders and throw them down I, it right. was just like uh watching middle school versus high school or something it was it was a, a different i said you know if i find out that all these guys um are 25 years old it's not going to surprise mm -hmm. me uh, the difference that that it makes in this size. Oh, it does. It makes a tremendous men, difference. You know, a couple of years between the time they're twenty-two and twenty-five. Tremendous difference. Wow. Yeah. 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 We have sons. We know this. We we actually this is expert testimony. <laughs> <laughs> Has a lot to do with what you feed them too. That's, that's yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, with these guys at steak and eggs all day long. So listen, hey. we're gonna take a break and take some, have some steak and eggs, and then uh, we're gonna come back and. You know what's going to happen. We're going to dive into the politics now that we've uh, kind of gotten our, got our sports out juices of it. going and, and uh, we're almost ready to jump in. You're yeah. listening to The Weekend Water Cool on 97.9 The Hill. Please don't go away. We'll be right back. I can't. Yeah. Okay, here we are. We're back. Um, 
uh, Penny and I are trying to keep it to a minimum during the breaks because um, uh, it's so much fun of the break. I I have to tell you, you know, I'm I I am glued to the TV for a number of reasons, but the primary one is uh, that we are now in the countdown uh, for the Iowa caucus, and, I, and <laughs> boy, the plot just thickens. Jeez, you can't make this up, right? Hour. Oh Chris Christie drops out and and manages to, if anybody thought for one second he was going to drop out and do a typical thing of saying, well, we gave it our best shot, but you oh, know, yeah. all of my all of my devotion now goes to uh, blank, uh, an, an, another candidate's name here. I guess we can rule that out. Oh, it's uh, Chris Christie, Gene, come on. And you know, I listen. If if he's if he really means even half of the things that he's saying, which I'm sure he doesn't, but okay, right. if he really means the things that he's saying, uh, that like Liz Cheney, let's be fair, I respect it when she says it. Of course, she's not running for president, but um, uh, that uh, his his whole point is to make sure that Donald Trump does not get back into the Oval Office. If that's his real objective, his his entirety of his mission here, um, then then I do agree with pretty much. We're recording on Thursday. I record. I agree with everything he said on Wednesday night <clears throat> regarding the fact that if if none of these other candidates will stand up to Trump in the primary process, then yes, he is unfit for office. And so are they. Mm -hmm. you, you need to be able to name it and and give your reasons for saying so. And the fact that they are tap dancing as they are and refusing to criticize him on that level. And I mean, sure, they've they've had little criticisms for him. But, yeah, here and there. Not but, not a but lot. No, I mean, no. if you want to be president of the United States, I think you need to be able to turn to your loyal opposition, as used to be the case in American politics, and say about your friend from the other side of the aisle or from your side of the aisle, the senator is just wrong or the governor is just wrong about this. You need to be able to say that. You need to have a vocabulary to right. be able to say these things. And they are so afraid of Trump. They are so voters. afraid. And right which at that base that we all yes. keep they put hearing the base about in base the, right that's that's exactly <laughs> <laughs> i like that i might have to use that um it, it, yeah I, I mean it's it it's quite stunning let's it's, put it that it way. is it is so so yeah. here's i know the future as you know so uh, you always do happen. Mm -hmm. i know you're writing this down here's what's mm -hmm. going to happen um in 2016 Everybody thought Donald Trump was going to win the Iowa caucus. He was way ahead. So who won the Iowa caucus in 2016? President Ted Cruz. That's who won the Iowa caucus. The <laughs> phenomenon of the Iowa caucus and the reason it should be done away with entirely. Oh, my God. Yeah. Not to mention totally that they just couldn't figure out how to count the votes and what, what uh. the hell happened there anyway. It's and Donald Trump started talking about corruption right then. Oh yeah. It was being stolen from him. Just tell me if you hear anything familiar. 
Um, so what happens is it's a phenomenon. You caucusing is not at all a primary process. It's all about the second choice. It's all about consensus. So you have to get, you have a room with X number of people in it. You get people to caucus for you. They huddle over on this side of the room. And then the folks for the other person huddle on that side of the room. And you have to win the room. And if you don't get up to a certain number, then you can't win. And then everybody kind of breaks apart and then, <clears throat> excuse me, and then gathers again. And it is often the case, if not usually, that you don't get the first choice. Right. So it's who would get, who would be your second choice is often the person who's going to prevail. And I know that Donald Trump knows this because he's already started to talk about. It's being stolen from him. He's already like no yeah. time in Iowa. He has yeah. no expectation of winning there. Is he even going there? Is he going to Ohio? No. I think he, he, went out, he, he went out yesterday. Oh, he did? Because I thought court, maybe he was still in court Iowa in New York now. Something to the Chamber of Commerce or something. And and then, but no, he spent, I mean, Ron DeSantis is probably, you know, getting mail out there. He's been there so much. He's been he's been the John Edwards of the Republican Party. He mm. has practically lived in Iowa for the last year. Oh, interesting. Yeah. He has all of his chips horrible candidates iowa and if he loses next monday night he will it will be next tuesday morning that he suspends his campaign yeah and well there we go there's a prediction y'all he's not only not gonna win he's gonna lose to nikki haley oh yeah he's gonna lose to nikki haley he's gonna i still think trump comes in first though I know you and I go, go back and forth on this. Uh, you know, well, we have a nickel bet on this and, you know, the, the loser has to buy the winner the first uh, round of beverages when we go to the Carolina Duke game, yeah, uh, the women's game in uh, next month. February, yeah. Which we're, That's gonna which be great. we're very much looking forward to. Mm-hmm. So, so there's there's that bet. But here's the thing. The Iowa demographics are very rural, as you know. Um, you don't have to follow politics very closely to know that's a lot of farmers out there. And uh, frankly, a lot of them really don't like the anti-immigrant chatter that they're getting from Trump. That's why he's not going out there. He's probably afraid he would run into someone with, you know, some brown, real people, some real people yeah. with brown skin. He's scared. Yeah. Of right. So so there's that. Now you go to New Hampshire, where the electorate is much more educated, uh, a lot more college degrees. And um, far less religious, broadly speaking, um, far fewer evangelicals, and they're driving the whole train in the Republican Party uh, in in the modern era. Oh, and no. yeah, we're going to talk about that in the next segment, by mm, the way. But, yeah, and that's where Nikki Haley has a real chance to leap forward and pound Donald Trump. 
she will certainly win New Hampshire, especially now that Christie's out, whether hmm. he, whether he endorses her or not. He doesn't need to endorse. Yeah, her. I didn't think that far into New Hampshire because, I, you know, I just thinking about Iowa and and I think it's well, let's talk about the turnout because it's going to be sub it's sub zero. It's going to be a little weather. cold there, Penny. It's going to be a little cold um, as it will be in some of these football games this weekend, too. So, I mean, you know, we're we're talking oh, wow, about. That's right. Yeah. Well, you, you know, know and here we that. are, you and me, a couple of Yankees. It's going to be, even for us, impressively cold. cold. I think high temperatures of below zero, that's impressively cold. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, you know, about... I just don't see these people uh, coming I mean, out. as no. party as they are. And they are. Okay. Oh, of course they I are. I yeah. see themselves dragging themselves out to go caucus for Donald Trump. I don't. Yeah. And, and I agree. And that's why I brought it up. I, it's just going to be too cold. Um, and why you and know what so for? what yeah for? what for I mean, especially if you feel you know even if you feel favorable toward him heaven help you goodness um, you know then they then they might feel like oh you know he's got this wrapped up i'm not worried about that i'm not worried about that so very interesting uh I'll be staying up very late Monday night. Although maybe it won't take that long. They promise <laughs> better a better job of turning counting and all that. And you can be assured that as soon as the results are known and Trump doesn't win, we will be it'll be stop the steal part two. Oh, he's already laying the ground for that. He's already yeah. he's, it's, he's he, got, everywhere he goes. Already, he's talking about. I'm it. sure he thinks is very clever, but I I think that you know I think he doesn't realize people like tune that out after a time. Oh yeah, it's not, oh, it's, it's not garbage. It. It's like, how is it that you know, with all your resources and all your money and experience, how come people are stealing stuff from you all the time? Hmm. Mm. That's not stealing. No, it's a political crime wave. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, we're going to we're going to take our break so we don't steal anything from our sponsors. And uh, you're listening to the weekend water cooler on 97.9 The Hill. We'll be right back. OK, we're back with Penny Rich and, you know, we're still. Well, mulling over the uh, the Iowa caucuses, I I heard this really interesting interview with this guy, who has written a book about the kind of the rise of the evangelical movement from a political mm. point of view. Yeah, and you know, here's what everybody's been trying to figure out in in the political arena. You can look at all of the things that have happened with or been done by Donald Trump. And you can easily uh, be hitting yourself in the head with a frying pan after a few minutes saying, this is impossible. This should have derailed any number of these things, even one or two of them. There's 25 of them that should have ended his political career and popularity. He should be absolutely persona non grata why in the world what is what is the stanchion what is holding this up there's an eye beam that nobody can see and and you know what is it well when you look at demographic results election results and polling you know 
Tom Jensen would probably uh, verify yeah. this, I think. When, when you look at the cross tabs, as we say, right? Um, what you find is that um, without the evangelical vote, there is no candidacy or presidency for Donald Trump. Right. Um, That's I could agree with that. Yeah. He, Still, though, how this just is, shocks me. Just, uh, <laughs> for our listeners, Penny is looking skyward. <laughs> oh, because I'm, I'm from New York City. I just don't yeah. get it. I, right. I, I just right. I, I, Right. It's just so hard. So you look back at the history of the Iowa caucuses. So with the rise of the Christian conservative movement in 1988, uh, Bob Dole won the Iowa caucus. And in second place was not the sitting vice president, George H.W. Bush. It was Pat Robertson. It was Pat Robertson. That's right. And I mean, George George Bush pulled it off and managed to get himself elected uh, thanks to his thanks to his Willie Horton ad, thanks oh, to his being that. willing to yeah. uh, use Lee Atwater's strategy and Karl Rove and 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 you know the dark he the dark side helped him mm-hmm. win. Okay, mm-hmm. he played the race card a despicable thing that Lee Atwater went to his grave apologizing for a despicable thing. Anyway, these guys uh, have, have pushed that agenda and have made this happen over the years. And this guy who wrote this book about the evangelicals made a fascinating point. I think he said, you know, it really, you can't look at any, real movement of evangelicals and imagine it's going to lead you to donald j trump never right never never not by and not by the jersey turnpike not by any path there's no path there is no path however except the desire for them to win power and what he said is the interesting part about all this is not what it says about politics and the complete collapse, and believe me, now it's complete, the complete collapse of the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it should make us question, what are these people getting in church? Wh- where's the catechism? Where are they being taught yeah. about this scratching and clawing and winning at all costs? That is not about being an evangelical christian that is not about feeding the hungry and loving your brother that's not what makes you drive the sales of ak-47s it doesn't make any sense no it doesn't make any sense and that doesn't it's the church part of it is what has also collapsed and they've brought the republican party down with them yeah, but they but you got to remember that the so the movement in 1988 they were in for the long game. They knew it was going to be the long game, and they were. And look where they are. I mean, it's the same thing with the Koch brothers. You could talk about the long game that they had to get, and it it is all about power. I mean, you could they're they're kind of the same, right? What was going on? Right. They, right. they knew they had to sit back and wait, and this is when they were gonna they were gonna strike. 
It's the same thing you can say about Roe Wade. I mean, that they that they've right. been trying to get rid of that forever. You know, and, and, uh, and you, you know, know, and you know, Penny, there's a um, new documentary that's going to be coming out that's produced by Rob Reiner, and it's talking it's talking about some of this movement, and and he says, you know, they started they started with Brown versus Board of Education. They started with yeah. And they yeah. and they started with saying, oh, you know, we're we're going to have to have separate schools. We're going to have to have religious schools so that we can keep our kids. We can't have these races mixing up. This is just going to be terrible. So we're going to have to do it this way. We'll have separate schools that are religious schools that didn't go where they wanted it to. So they moved right on to abortion. Right. In the because they could see women in the 60s. You had the Griswold decision in the 60s that legalized birth control for women and this this led right up to Roe versus Wade being just de being decided right. in favor of women's rights and so they globbed onto that and once they got a southern baptist democrat in the white house in the late 70s they they the, the battle lines were clear and Ronald Reagan jumped right on board of course he did of and, course he did. Uh, Another person that, you know, it's so interesting. He, another guy who was not religious, but the religious right got right behind him. Ronald Reagan was no religious guy. Right. I mean, it's just amazing how they, they suddenly become, you know, uh, Donald Trump with his Bible, upside down Bible standing in the middle of the street in New York. It's a cartoon. I, it's, it's a, a cartoon. Oh, my God. I, I can't think of anyone who is more contemptuous of, of people of faith than that man. And, no. so, and so it's flummoxing. Why? You what know? do they get out of it? And that's the thing too. What 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 if, what does his base get out of it? I, I mean, seriously, you know, they they think that oh, you know, they're, they're, we're stopping this and we're stopping that. But, but when they wake up and they realize that they're not they're not getting any better when they, when they vote for Donald Trump, how how long does it take for them to realize that this is not? They're, they're, they're voting against their own interests. Their and own that, interests. That's another curiosity. When I was in college. Back in the Stone Age, uh, <laughs> I took a wonderful course at Carolina called Southern Politics, and a really big chunk of that course was analyzing voting patterns along Appalachia mm -hmm. and, and trying and reading all the scholarship, fascinating stuff about people in Appalachia voting Republican, reliably right. solid ruby red Republicans. Horrors could be. It's like, why? They do nothing but ignore you and screw you and right. die and in the world. Are would you, you keep doing it? Because they're scared. I think it's I think it's a fright tactic. And and the and the people get scared. Uh, you know, you go back to the Willie Horton ad. That's that's it was effective. Right. Well, I mean, I think that that's if you keep pulling the thread, I think that, that what you come back to is the idea of what makes me feel better about me when I have nothing. Um, yeah, is race down. is yeah. race is the thing I was born with and have nothing to do with, and there's no achievement in it. I happen to be born white, and that right. guy over there happens to not be, and you know it's we'd like to think that this really shouldn't work anymore, and and a lot of the mechanisms that you know that you and I believe in are 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 banging on this, but that's not going to go away quietly. It's it's never going probably never going to go completely away, but. Uh, you know, it's that's hearing this analysis is kind of reassuring to me that it's not that people don't care about the republic anymore. They don't that they stop caring about democracy. It's that this this is a 
this is a long haul of carefully planned strategy and it's not conspiracy theory to believe that either it's just that you know trump look look who trump is very big pals with roger stone these guys go way back oh i know i know so i mean there is a and jeffrey epstein let's not forget trump was yeah, really good friends and, with i mean there is so there is a hope that we'll we'll age out of this particular disease of how to do things but uh but you know First, we have to stomp out this particular um, iteration of it. And we're going to do a little more of that when All we right. return right after this break. You're listening to The Weekend Water Cooler on 97.9 The Hill. All right. Uh, we're back with Penny Rich. And, uh, and, and you know, and, and we hope that the Internet will not, you know, crash in the meantime. So, um so, you know, I don't know, I don't know which trial I want to, I, I want to wrap up with. Uh, I'll just say there's, you know, there's a couple of things that are going to happen. And uh, the, the, if, if anybody's not following this at home, which I'm sure most people are not following this, like I am. Yeah. The, the case, the, the case of Colorado and Maine where they have decided that they are going to, they've made a, a ruling that Trump is not eligible to serve as president and therefore cannot be on the ballot. This is a confusing situation. Mm -hmm. um, that decision was made by the Colorado Supreme Court, for example. A similar decision was reached in Maine. The Supreme Court has decided to grant certiorari to that case to review it so they're going to settle it. And when they settle it, it's settled for 50 states, as far as I know. Yeah. It would be really, it would be a real backflip for them to say, well, here's our decision. It only applies to Colorado. It, they're making a constitutional finding. Right. Um, now, uh, so they're, the ballots have to be printed in Colorado, and they are being printed now. And Donald Trump is on those ballots. Uh, something similar will happen in Maine because of what the deadlines were for printing. So then the so during the month of January, they will uh, receive briefs from both sides. Um, and then on February 8th, mark your calendar, make the popcorn. On February 8th, they will hear arguments. They will hear oral arguments, which, by the way, will probably be mostly the contents of those written briefs and then right. they will decide and they're not going to take six months to decide they're going to decide this pretty quickly because the ballots of the other 48 states are going to be affected by their decision it's right. entirely possible i would say it's probable penny it's entirely possible that they will decide that you know what yeah he participated in an insurrection. There are multiple court cases that arrive at that conclusion. And under the Constitution, just like somebody who's 25 years old or wasn't born here, he is not eligible to serve in any federal office, including that of the president of the United States. So thanks for playing, but, <laughs> you know, you're done. So my question for you is, won't this be a party when... The Republicans end up 
going to their convention with nothing decided and they have to decide at the convention who the nominee is just like when you and I were kids. That's what will happen. The, the, the people who, the ballots that went for Trump in those states where the ballots were printed and all, yeah. if people vote for him or if they write him in or whatever, those delegates that would be awarded by that will probably be um, uh, released. They'll be free delegates. They can vote any way they want when they get to the convention. Your vote will still count, but your delegate will just have to do whatever they're going to do. Yeah, I, 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 it's, it. I think it's. Well, first of all, let me just say one thing. I agree. Wouldn't that be great? People don't watch it as much as you do, so it, it's. Um, I, I listen to a couple of podcasts, as you know. Um, but I, this, it's, it's a challenging um, uh, scenario to follow. I think, I think you're. I think it would be great. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, it's the right thing know, for the court to decide. It is the right, right there, thing there, for the court to decide. There is a, but, but there is I, a I don't know. Do you, merit to that, to those. Do you people. trust this court though? I mean, that's the thing. Well, I mean, that's another question, but, but this is a legitimate decision. Uh, do I, tr I would trust the court if the court comes down. I told you this last week, I think. The court needs to decide eight to nothing with Clarence Thomas sitting off on the side. Sitting away, yeah. Accused. They need to, whatever they decide, Penny, it needs yeah. to be eight to nothing. And I really think that John Roberts is going to drive very, very hard to happen because the legitimacy of the court is at stake. Oh, it's been for a, a long time, it's James. Absolutely I mean, at stake in this decision. And, yeah. uh, and this Oh my goodness, this could go four to four. Hmm. It and you know, even if it's five to three. Um, but if it, you know, if if Thomas doesn't do the right thing, and if it were five four, I he's that would not be gonna do it. Why, why do you think he's gonna do the right thing? I mean, I I, I just I, don't I think I, Roberts is gonna do the right thing. I think, well, I think Roberts doesn't want to necessarily go down as the worst. I mean, it's the Roberts court, right? He doesn't want to go it's down the as Roberts the worst court. court. And, and yeah, and, I, and I don't know. Look. This 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 idea that we have to let the voters decide. The voters decided in 2020, and we rejected an incumbent president because he was corrupt. And period. And and, <laughs> and let me review that sentence because he was corrupt, and the country had been through a horrible pandemic that unnecessarily killed probably half a million people. And we concluded as, a, as voters that our, our system and our republic could not tolerate Survive another it. four years of this. Right. We right. made that decision. And now the other institutions need to do their part. The, unfortunately, the Senate um, dropped the ball oh, yeah. hard on this after Mitch the McConnell. second mm -hmm. impeachment. They yep. could have settled all of this. And I, you know, he would have been a forgotten figure. And by the way, I've said this before, I'm saying it again. It's really interesting to think and and kind of awful to think. If Mitch McConnell had done the right thing and oh if he had led his members of his caucus in the Senate to say, look, 
This is plain as the nose on your face. He's unfit for office. Thank God now he's out of office. And all we have to do is raise our hands and say, yeah, that was not okay. We're convicting him. He's out of office now. It's done. And if only to prohibit him from rising like a yeah. zombie candidate and coming back. This is the right. right thing for us to do. If he had done that, to think of the litany of crimes that Donald Trump would certainly have gotten away with if he had gone away and kept his big mouth shut. Right, but he couldn't, you know that, Gene. That's I know, he, I know he couldn't possibly he do that, but when I think of what he could have done to soothe his ego, he right. could have bought Fox News for one thing by now. Yeah. For all of the trouble that they've been in, he could have started his own news operation and run it completely on the internet and made a ton of money. He could have fundraised just by complaining. We've seen that he's done all of He's that. done it. He's done it he already. Yeah. He's done it staying out of the electoral system. He's only in this process to try to stay out of prison. Correct. Correct. The first time around he was there to work. Right. The first time he was there, he was only there to make money. And boy, did they make millions. That family, boy, yeah, geez, they cashed in more than anyone could talk. And, about. and of course, you knew that was the case because he kept saying, oh, I'm losing oh. so much money by being president. Right. And anything he complains about Biden and Hunter Biden and all, I mean, the Biden family, the criminal yeah. family, he's yeah. talking about himself. You know, he it's yeah. he's telling you what right. he's doing, right. and he blames it on. So he's just projecting it out. And this yeah, while Jared, while Jared from the White House is taking billions from the Saudis, billions. Okay, billions yeah. with a B. Yeah, Two. that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. So it's a it's a lot. Yeah. You know, the beat goes on. When you and I meet for the next time, uh, we will know who won the Iowa caucus. Now I'm going to twist your arm, <laughs> like you say. Huh. Who's gonna win? You still think Trump is going to win? I still, yeah, I, th I still think Trump is. I think you're going for Nikki Haley, right? And I think Nikki Haley is, yeah. is going to be very close to winning, if not winning it outright. We'll see. So, yeah, I think Ra Ramaswamy is gone. Is he? Has he uh, gone yet? Did he bow out? He hasn't. He hasn't suspended his campaign yet, but he will. No, he will. Yeah, you know the thing about Trump, he's going into the Bertha movement now again. He's saying that uh, Nikki Haley right. was important. Right, so he's trying it all over again. I mean, that's what yeah. you say. Like, is there anything new? I mean, can you come yeah. up with no. something a little bit new? No, there yeah. isn't for him. Yeah. I I can't wait to see what he's going to pull out next. Maybe it'll be. Uh... <laughs> oh, I, I I you know I was no I can't even think. Yeah, don't about it. I, don't the don't things think. that I the things that came to I me, I was thinking what you were getting on the radio no. <laughs> well, listen, Penny Rich, thank you for joining me. I, I'm Absolutely. The end can of you, our amusement time for this week. Can you keep the helicopters away from the house? Tonight? I'm going to, I, I am officially ordering the helicopters. Um, Different route, maybe. Yeah. House. Thank you. You, you, know, you can still get to the hospital. There are many routes to UNC hospitals. Right. Um, just, but, you know, it's a good thing to keep in mind. You know, if you're out there, just take it easy. Um, be safe. And if you're staying in, uh, I turn up the sound. On 97.9 The Hill, so you can't hear the helicopters. We'll All right. I like it. Follow Gene on Twitter at Gene Bolduck and tweet your comments and questions with the hashtag WCHL.